0: This episode is brought to you by Columbia Care, who have got some freebies for you. Recently, we've been trying out platinum CBD from Columbia Care. Columbia Care have brought their expertise into CBD from the US to create a sophisticated CBD wellness range in the UK, including both peppermint and unflavoured CBD oil, as well as easy to take soft gel capsules.
1: All the range is free from THC, vegan friendly, 100% organic and backed with scientific research to ensure you get a premium CBD product every time. CBD can help with sleep, pain, anxiety, mood,
0: inflammation, gut issues, brain fog. Oh, my God. And so much more.
1: It's really simple. Either drop the required dose of CBD oil on your tongue and hold for 30 seconds or take one soft gel CBD capsule at a time of day that suits you. Yeah, and I
0: find I'm most anxious at bedtime, so I've been taking it then. And the instruction card is so easy to follow and highlights that there aren't set rules. You can just make it up as you go along and use something that works for
1: your lifestyle. We are delighted that our listeners can now try their CBD products for free. You can choose from the 10 milliliter oil in either peppermint or unflavored, or the 30-piece soft gel capsules. Just use code BOOKRECOSFREE online at colcare.uk. that's col care.uk and add the product of your choice to the basket and all you have to pay is a £3.50 shipping. Bargain Welcome to Book Cracko's Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren, and we're the pals behind Book Recos. This
0: is the podcast where we chat all things books and just
1: about everything in between. I'm very excited because it's finally acceptable to begin thinking about Christmas. and So to help you get into the festive spirit, we are giving Recos for some cosy Christmas reads today. I'm particularly excited
0: as I finally get to dive into Season in the Snow in full detail after mentioning it in a fair few episodes so far.
1: Lauren, Mm. are you feeling festive yet?
0: Jessica, I am feeling festive as fuck, let me tell you. I think I'm just so ready for Christmas this year because last year was so shit. So I'm just full on in Christmas mode now.
1: Yeah. Last last November slash December, I was waiting to see if I was going to be moving house. And so I didn't like put up my tree and I was pretty much a wreck the whole time waiting to find out where I was going to live for Christmas so Mm. this year oh I cannot wait to get that tree up (laughs) I want it up for as long as possible um and you know what What? reading one of these books Mm -hmm. is I I I think I'm gonna put all the blame on one of these books that made me really really oh me too actually yeah which one was yours I'm gonna save it I'm going to tell you in a bit because I actually just think like, let's stop beating around the bush and just dive straight into Season in Snow by (laughs) Isla Gordon because you've teased it way too many times now. People have bought it without even us even describing it. So Lauren, oh my god, (laughs) drop that snob. You know, I've
0: been waiting for this moment all year long. (laughs) Here we go. Alice Bright loves her life she has a job she adores devoted family and friends she laid down her life for so when tragedy strikes bringing with it bear a rapidly growing puppy in need of a home it turns Alice's whole world upside down she retreats inside her flat and inside herself with only her new companion for company But one-bedroom London flats aren't made for mountain dogs. And so Alice lets Bear push her around and out of her comfort zone to his homeland, the mountains of Switzerland. Could a change of scene in snowy serenity be just the thing to help Alice fall in love with life again?
1: That's a good synopsis. It is. Yeah, it is indeed. So... I'll just say my piece, which is that I enjoyed yeah, this. On. It's definitely a reco from me, but it didn't get as deeply into my soul as it did Lauren's. <laughs> so I'm just going to hand over to you and let you run with this one. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> The mic is mine.
0: (laughs) Um, Look, I can't explain the effect this book has had on me, but in case you are new to this podcast, I am bloody obsessed with this book to the point. I think I've picked it up so much and so many people have messaged us to tell us that they've bought it and they're looking forward to reading it. They almost feel responsible for their entire reading experience. You should be. You you really should feel responsible. (laughs) I feel that burden on my shoulders. And I think... Partly the time I read this book last year was a huge part to why I loved it so much in that we had just entered another freaking lockdown. I'd moved back with my family for a bit and SAD was just kicking in and I just needed something uplifting to... I know, to read and to distract from everyday life. And it was just beautiful. It had a beautiful setting that was just so clear in my mind. Um, so it was set, it's set in the snowy mountains in Switzerland, has lots of lovely friendships, a budding romance, and a puppy. And I even remember our WhatsApp conversation around this, Jess. And you were like, I don't know if I should be enjoying this book as much as I am, but I'm, <laughs> I'm really fucking loving it. And I was like, um, Jess, I am Googling moving to Switzerland and buying a Burmese mountain dog like that is how immersed I was in this book and I actually think the Burmese mountain dog bear was my favorite character of the whole book
1: what about Marco
0: I loved him too like I loved all of them who was
1: yours (laughs) I don't know it's a long time ago Lauren (laughs) we've done the opposite you're usually the one that forgets things but I, um... I know that was me this time um have you done your reread of it yet
0: No, not yet. I just, (laughs) I wanted to, but my TBR is growing out of control. So I feel like I need to read it when I'm not stressed about what else I want to read. That's fair. That's completely
1: fair. I think maybe we did mention this in another, um, in a previous episode, but we have been sent Isla Gordon's new festive book, Mm. which is called A Winter in Wonderland. Um, I'm going to quickly drop this one up this time. (laughs) <laughs> Mila might be the world's least festive woman. Everything bad that's ever happened to her has happened around Christmas and she wants nothing to do with this time of year. So of course she would lose a bet and find herself committed to a seasonal job in Lapland. Ten weeks below zero temperatures and a job requiring near constant Christmas spirit. But Mila soon discovers that Lapland might have more to offer than Santa Claus. For starters, there's one very good-looking elf, if she can just catch him off duty. Will a little love under the northern lights convince Myla that her bad luck might finally have come to an end? That's what it says on the tin, doesn't it? Yeah, Um, Isla
0: Gordon writes a good blurb. She does. She nails it every time. (laughs) Um, So I read this before Jess got to it. So this isn't news to her, but I did not enjoy it, which makes me very sad. Um, The main character, Myla actually just made me really angry and I found found her character just really unbelievable and like I get that some people don't like Christmas but I felt like the examples of why she didn't like Christmas and why she had to quit so many jobs because of it just felt a bit forced and I just wanted to tell her throughout the whole book to just bloody grow up and get over it like there are reasons she has for not liking Christmas which are just so lame I think one of them was like she was 14 at a school disco and the and the crush she shit the person she had a crush on kissed another girl like move on but equally I still finished the book and it and it did get better it just wasn't the best yeah had high expectations
1: yeah so I purposely haven't shared my thoughts with you because I wanted you to hear them for the first time with, oh I um, love this Please. being recorded um and I agree I think so one of I'd say like the the catalyst for things going wrong for her around Christmas time is when her mum leaves the family. And I think if that had been the only thing bad that happened to her, the whole thing would have felt actually more believable. Like, yeah, of course, she's going to associate that sad time with a really sad event. Her mum leaving their family. That's that's really traumatic. And then I think the other, the things piling up just made it all seem a bit like, almost diminished that as a sad experience in itself. Mm. So massively agree with you on that. But this is the book that got me into the festive age. Is it? <laughs> I blame <laughs> it all on this book. And I read it just before my sister was now flown to Canada to do a ski season for six months. And I just so like, excited. I felt that. really sad that she had left. And then I was like, oh, but it's gonna be a bit like Winter in Wonderland. She'll be in the snowy mountains. And it genuinely makes me feel better about the plans.
0: oh, I love
1: that. What an immersive experience. Really. Right. And um I've, I've been thinking about it a lot ever since. I pretty much finished it and was like, I need to get my decorations out. Like now, now I need <laughs> to get them out. like, um, Just thought it was, I mean, it's Christmas. It's Lapland. There's like Husky rides and Northern Lights. Mm. And I was so frigging here for it. Um, yeah. And one thing I did want to say, because you don't usually read the acknowledgements, but I wondered if you just happened to in this book. No, it did not. Oh, okay, because... <laughs> Sorry to anyone else that likes to leave the acknowledgments as a surprise, but I'm just going to read the first line because it actually made me laugh out loud. <laughs> so the book the book ends, and the first line of the acknowledgments is, and then everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> right, dot, dot, dot. Just kidding. Imagine if that was the ending to this book. <laughs> it's joker. so savage. What a <laughs> joker, Isla.
0: Um, she has got a way of just creating a completely immersive experience, hasn't she?
1: Yeah, the she nails Christmas. Is on point. Yeah, she should, totally. She shouldn't bother writing books at other parts of the year. Although I've just so seen. To be fair,
0: we haven't read any of them, so they might yeah. just be as
1: good. Well, she's got one called "The Wedding Pact." I'm looking at it on the back. Yes, of this book. I saw that earlier. That sounds interesting. Oh, would you marry a stranger to live the life of your dreams? But like married at first sight. Maybe we should. Ooh, love it. Um, so, yeah, high reco from me, low reco from Lauren. Do with that I'm what you will. Least, um, <laughs> it's a bit like the opposite of season in the snow. I mean, I do really enjoy that. So it's not quite the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely loved it. Brilliant. What? Give us another one then, Jess. Oh, okay. What, while I'm in the flow. Yeah. So, I actually read these two straight after the other. Um, I read each in a day. So, I had like one on one day and a weekend, one on the other. It was absolutely joyous. Not
0: surprised at all.
1: Yeah. And this one was A Royal Holiday by Jasmine Gilroy. And this is book number four of the Wedding Date series. But since I haven't read any of the previous three, I can confirm that it very much works as a standalone. Um, So Maddie, yeah, Maddie is a main character in the previous book, The Wedding Party. And in this book, she gets the opportunity to be the stylist for the Duchess for all the royal festivities over the Christmas period. But the book, Ooh, is a, actually, yeah, the book isn't actually about her. It's about her mum who she takes with her. And that's why it's such a great standalone. Like it's a little nod to a previous character and she is in the God book, but, but it's not about her. So it's great. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So this one is about Vivian and she, she just spends all her time caring for other people. Her job is a social worker and she's caring for a sick family member. And so she reluctantly agrees to leave that busy life um, in America to come for a Christmas trip to England with her daughter. And while she's there, she meets a rather gorgeous employee of the royal household who whisks her off her feet. But what will happen by the time New Year's Eve comes around and she must head back to the States?
0: Kind of reminds me like it could be a Netflix film. You know, on Netflix, do their own
1: sort of, don't even talk to me about festive. how much I love the Princess Switch and the <laughs> Princess Switch 2. And this year we've got the Princess Switch 3. you love it. So
0: <laughs> trashy. I'm so here for it. Netflix nail the trashy Christmas films. Oh. And I feel like this would be right up their street.
1: Yeah. Well, it might be a little bit hard to do because it is the royal family. Like, like the real one. So the Queen has a brief encounter in it and is very much the Queen of England. Our Queen. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And okay. they never say it, but reading between the lines, the Duchess is Meghan. Because there's a bit where she says um she knows what those long flights from california to london are like. i was like oh okay so it is megan oh my god that's so funny yeah um and and i think she can get away with it because again the story is about vivian and malcolm and then they Mm -hmm. were just like maddie isn't it for a bit and then like there's little mentions of the duchess um and actually the duke as well Mm. uh so (laughs) yeah loved it
0: ah what what did you love about it then in you know beyond the royal
1: family Mm -hmm. I loved the um (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um the story yeah royal bit of festive but I I just like right up your street to be fair royals (laughs) ticks all the boxes um but I like that it was about a parent for once like it wasn't this young person and because they were both older Mm. They like are sure of themselves. And Got you. they don't, you know, they don't have to like beat around the bush about things. And so I really liked that. Um, and it just makes it a bit more believable, like when they have to go their separate ways. Of course ah, they do. Yeah. Of course they do. They both really love their jobs. They're not just going to give it all up for robots because they are of an age where they're like, No, this is my life. Yeah. Um, so it's like you don't know what's gonna happen because you can see that they're both settled where they live um and it, there was one point where they go to a pub and I just wanted to go and get sit in a cozy pub by a fire oh my like god Christmas I'm so with you there yeah oh and have like hot cider or something yeah Wine, um, yeah I also highly enjoyed the US versus UK language and traditions
0: because oh. I didn't
1: actually realize until this book that in the US they don't have advent calendars what yeah how can I how can a consumerist market like the
0: us not have capitalized on that
1: Mm-mm. i think they're starting to because a blogger i follow mentioned one the other day and i was like oh mm. I see. and she called it something else they don't even call it Advent; oh. it was like countdown calendar or something do you know what i was thinking you no know, these
0: this really off topic but you know these like beauty advent calendars they oh, all like go into the sales they're yeah they're ridiculous money they all go into sales in boxing day or whatever but wouldn't it be much better to have an advent calendar in January when everything's mm. shit and then all throughout January you just get yourself a little present every day? A
1: little treat. That's day. a really great Dem. idea. Lauren, go to Dragon's Den. Yeah. Get on that. <laughs> um, what were some other ones? Oh, flapjacks. So to us, they're like chewy, oaty things. But in America, that's like pancakes. That's um, so funny. I'm eating a flapjack right now. <laughs> The U.S. guide or the U.K. guide. <laughs> um, one thing that stood out is that they do quite a bit of horse riding on the Queen's horses, no less, and it really made me laugh every time the author was writing horseback riding, because that's what Americans call it. But I just find that bizarre. Like, what other part of the horse are you going to ride? You can just call it. Yeah. A horse you're, you're not going to sit on the head or like hang around the neck, like. <laughs> You're all gonna be on the back. Why do that they call
0: such it back riding a solid point? Um, I remember actually when we were in Hawaii, an Uber driver found it really funny that we specifically say things like brilliant all the time. Yeah. And I remember an Uber driver commenting on it and I'd never to that point realized how much I said it and also that no other like um Americans don't really say brilliant. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that.
1: Yeah. Well, even um, holiday. So in this book, I guess it works. Royal holiday. But we they call it a vacation, whereas we call like going abroad or going away oh, a yeah. holiday. And so when I worked at Disney and I was like, "Have a nice holiday," everyone was like, "It's July," <laughs> it's <laughs> and jokes. it's because to them it's at Christmas. But I guess the title of this book it does both. She's on holiday and it's yeah. the holidays because they sort of include Thanksgiving into mm. the holidays, don't they? Yeah. Um, what because. were some other fun things working at Disney taught me? Don't call it a loo. That's a restroom or a bathroom. Even toilet is a bit like, oh. Yeah, um, where did loo come from? That's really I don't weird, know. isn't it? And I did a lot of um, stroller parking, which in the UK we would call a buggy. Good God, don't call it a buggy. They're, they're <laughs> totally thrown. And then this, I did not realise. But on our iPhones and things, they're naturally in 24 hour clock. So 1pm, 13 yeah and part of my training at disney was to read and i quote military time <laughs> and they call it military time because they just call it 1pm 1am yeah they so I, they had I to work be... with a lot of people in the
0: states who were just like what the fuck like if i do a briefing document for like 1300 hours
1: they're like would well, they, they call it about? 1300 hours yeah yeah um, exactly and they also it's like we got taught this like maths equation of how to read it. And I was like, guys, when you get to 12, you just say 13. (laughs) Like you just keep going (laughs) up to 24. And they'd been taught this like equation. Oh my God. I also found out that quite often in the UK, we'll say things like quarter past 22 or whatever. And someone asked me the time and I said, oh, it's 20 to six. That fucking threw them. They were like, what? 6.22? I was like, no, um, uh, it's 5.40. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it was a whole summer of learning, and I basically came home with a completely different dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so did anyway, they. By all so accounts. did they. Anyway, back to festive. <laughs> Over to you. Give us a festive recco.
0: Okay. So, one I have read, and you haven't got around to it yet, is Baby It's Cold Outside, which mm. is also new this year. It is a bout as Nora battles alone battles alone yet again through the bustling December crowds outside Fortnum and Mason she hears the first notes of a busker's song that transports her back to the most romantic week of her life laughing under an Italian sky knowing they had to part Andrew made her a promise if they are both single on Christmas Eve in 10 years time they will meet under the clock on Grafton Street in Dublin Nora has no idea of Andrew will remember but she has nothing to lose so that's where she decides to go to Dublin to that clock hoping for a Christmas miracle with Andrew but it wouldn't be Christmas
1: without a few surprises. <laughs> that sounds lovely. It sounds like there's a bit of Italian scenery to enjoy, a bit of Irish yeah. scenery to enjoy, a bit of London oh shopping. Oh, God.
0: Loved it. Um, and I uh, I don't think anything for me, a festive read, will probably ever live up to season in the snow, because, as I've said, a large part of that experience was reading it when I did. Yeah. However... I absolutely adored this book. And for me, Aww. this is the book that put me in the Christmas mirror. <gasps> Love that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not usually one for reading a festive book. And after reading Winter in Wonderland, I thought maybe, you know, it's not for me and Season in the Snow was an anomaly. But no, 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 no. I loved it. <laughs> and it was just everything I wanted from a book. And like... I, I, I liked that a large part of it was set in Dublin. As I've said before, one of the criteria for me what, of what makes a book such an immediate buy is having Irish characters or set in Ireland. Sally Rooney, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it was just so heartwarming and uplifting, which all festive reads tend to be anyways. And the main character, Nora, had just... She actually had has had such a shit time um, more so, I'd say, than Milo. I was going to say. Her Did she not like, get kissed at the school disco? <laughs> she has had a genuinely traumatic experience in her life. But she's just such a babe. She's so optimistic, independent. And, yeah, I just loved her.
1: Aww. So was it the characters that made it for you, or the setting,
0: or the story? That's a really good point. I think it was all three, largely the characters. The characters were all really likeable. And there were just so many, like, cosy, Christmassy, festive scenes of, like, the the Christmas lights in Dublin. And, you know, they're wandering around trying to find, like, a cosy inn to have, like, a hot cider and a drink. And it just put you in the Christmas spirit. And I actually was reading I had such a tilled weekend this weekend and I thought I'll just sit in a coffee shop and get a drink and read a couple of chapters and I literally read about I think I read like 200 pages (laughs) and in the time that I'd gone in it had gone pitch black outside and I was like fuck I need to go (laughs) but it was so good it was such a nice experience
1: a high reco, then it really was very good I love that um I'm going to talk about a festive audio book. Oh, mm. so Lauren, you know how we love um, toff That's Georgia Toffolo. Oh my God. Um, we absolutely love her IGTs. They're fucking mentors and we fucking <laughs> love them. And we have read Meet Me in Hawaii and Meet Me in Tahiti. Um, and well, Lauren, I can tell you that um, we did it wrong, we should have listened to them as well because then oh, really? th- it's narrated by Toph. And so that Is was it? oh my really God. joyous to listen to. I've yeah. got such FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it has similar stories, all the other books. Mm. Um, there's a series of women and they're in this, oh, sorry, just not my microphone. Um, they're in this friendship group and they're all living with trauma from a car accident. Mm-hmm. And they're all quite closed off to love, and then they meet a guy and it changes everything. So it is that same story again. Um, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> that's what you like, you kind of know where a romance book is, yeah, show, and you're just there for the ride, so it's fine. Um, this one also has the fabulous romance trope of fake dating. And I actually thought it was quite well done in this, like it was quite believable. Why they fake what's dated. This? You know, when you like in a in a romance book, they'll like go out. Um, they'll become a fake Oh, author.
0: okay, fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: And in this one, Netflix,
0: is, Netflix have also done a film on this, <laughs> <laughs> a festive film on it.
1: Yeah, it's um, believable that they're fake dating oh, okay. and, and, and like the way they fall in love is quite believable. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, it's not like crazy festive, but it is set in the lead up to Christmas. So I can see why it's Christmas book. Um, and yeah. I would record that as an audio book.
0: Nice. And you, like you say, don't need to have read all the other ones. No. I can't remember
1: if you've already said this, but where in the series did it come? So it's the first first one. one. Yeah. Yeah. And I've read it as the third one. So it doesn't really matter. Like they do mention the ending of this book and the other books, but like I say, it's a romance, so it's fairly predictable anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Again, you're just kind of finding out, okay, well, what did, what happened to get to that point or whatever? Yeah. Um, well, if you haven't read any of the others, then this is a good place to start. Yeah. And I
0: mean, this is where your places. journey through an audiobook.
1: Yeah. And um, the fourth one comes out next year, and it's not called Meet Me in Oh a Place. It's, called Meet, it's called Meet Me at the Wedding.
0: Oh, oh it's wondered, not like it's, um, a location. Love at First
1: Sight wedding. Well, I read the blurb. Oh, is it not? And it sounds like we've got the enemies to love us trope. We love it. <laughs> so, so, excited for that. I'm definitely going to read it and finish the set. Do you know what? Maybe I'll listen to it. Maybe I will. Yeah, I think
0: you should. Did you prefer Meet Me in London to Meet Me in Hawaii or Tahiti? Which was your fave so far
1: of the three? I think Meet Me in Hawaii because kind of like your season in the snow, I mm-hmm. read it in the garden while it was really sunny. Oh, and nice. I could like, smell my sun cream and I felt like I was in Hawaii. Ah. Oh love yeah. that yeah so and also it was the first one I'd read and so True. I didn't like her series so yeah I think that was that was um a good one are you going to read the fourth book or will listen to the fourth book yeah why not I want to listen to it I think you definitely should it's like you're just hanging out with Toph oh and actually at the end of the book there was like a little Q&A where people had sent questions and she was answering them so that was love a, it. a little she loves a good Q&A. Festive treat. Um, one final record, which I'm just going to do quickly because I didn't actually read it this year. I read it la- last year. Yeah, last November. But I have to mention my gal Becky from the Shopaholic series by <laughs> Sophie Kinsella. Um, it's called Christmas Shopaholic. And if you're a fan of the series, you will love it. But I did try and read it thinking, does this work as a standalone? And I think it does because of all the Christmas elements like it just seems like yeah. a really crazy Christmas story but obviously you will feel it more intensely if you've read the whole series and you've been with Becky. Me for the last like 20 years or however long it's been um so in this book Becky is going to be hosting Christmas for the first time it's usually her parents but they have decided to live in Shoreditch and be trendy <laughs> jokes <Sorry. laughs> yeah um and she, that's her heart, she just wants it to be great for everyone. So she goes into overdrive. She's looking for a vegan turkey for her sister. She goes off on an insane mission to get her husband the best Christmas present ever, which entails her trying to fight to get a males-only club to let women in just so she can... <laughs> participate in the <laughs> raffle to hopefully win said present. oh my god like it's mental also has a lot of her and her best mate Suze in it and she comes into contact with a past flame and Ooh. i'm not going to ruin it but there are some hilarious misunderstandings in that dynamic that they need for <laughs> i was laughing <laughs> out loud and so um if you want a chaotic uh. Funny Christmas read that will make you feel so festive, like, and make you want to go shopping. Then this is the one. If you haven't got your Christmas shopping done yet, read this book. (laughs) Have you done yours yet,
0: Lauren? I have actually, bit by bit. Not, I've got still got a couple to do, but I'm actually way more prepared this year. This year, it's probably all these
1: early festive reads. It probably is, although it's not because I haven't. And usually by this point, they're already all wrapped. Yeah, I'm really surprised with you. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to me. <laughs> like I've <I'm> just been buying <laughs> presents for myself. I <laughs> feel that. Um, have you got your decorations up yet? Now that you've nope. finished them on? Your- no, no. No. Nope. When are you I doing that? I think it's a little
0: bit too early. Oh. I like longing it out a little bit. Right. December, December.
1: December. Yeah, I have to wait till the first weekend of December. It's killing me. Like I said, as soon as <laughs> I finished winter wonderland i, I did get to go food. i got some of my christmas candles out there i've been waiting all year and i was like we'll, we'll sow the seed oh yeah <laughs> we'll start lighting some of those
0: <laughs> um do you think there'll be any world shopaholic
1: books in the series by the way because that one you mentioned came out last year right correct and I hope Ooh. so. I really hope that they just keep going and going. And so that even when I'm an old lady, I'm reading about like Becky as an old lady and we're having a great time. Oh, together. yeah. Oh, my God, that would be so endearing. Yeah. And maybe even like follow the lives of her kids. Good one. There is definitely going to be Lock a mini series. And I say yeah. mini because the daughter's called Minnie. Oh, yes. God, so clever. We should write to Sophie Kinsella. Or we could be really bitchy be on and like trademark it and then she to buy it off of us. <laughs> I recently learned that apparently Paul McCartney taught Michael Jackson that you have to buy the rights to your own songs. And then Michael Jackson went away and bought loads of the rights to Paul McCartney's <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Oh I don't my know God. how true that
1: is, but it really made me laugh. Joke <laughs> Anyway, um, one final question for you, Lauren. Oh, go on. I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I can't remember fully. But your family real Christmas tree people or faux Christmas tree people?
0: Do you know what? My family is such a hodgepodge. They make it up every year.
1: Oh, do they? Well, hang on. Sorry, sorry. once you have a faux tree, you don't have to buy a new one.
0: I know, but I like real trees and my mum likes real trees, but my dad wants the faux tree. It's a really nice faux tree. But um, so every year we just make it up as we go along and just whoever, you know, is most convincing in their argument for what they want.
1: Wow, so you still have the faux tree like ready to go each time, maybe, but sometimes yeah, it's know, just up real. in the attic. Up in the attic, have two,
0: like yeah, in different rooms, point, actually.
1: Yeah, my boyfriend keeps going, let's get a hallway tree, and I'm like, our hallway Do hasn't it, got room for a tree. <laughs> yeah, it has you room could. for my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm with
0: him on this one.
1: Mm. Why well, didn't so our Christmas tree is a faux. We are faux people, and. Do you know what? I think they look better than real ones. I think sometimes real <laughs> ones are a bit too spacey. And my yeah, faux one be. is seven foot and it's all bushy. And I find <laughs> some of the real ones are short, gappy. Yeah. You
0: have to go and get the one you want. Yeah. But I already
1: have it. And it's yeah, ready yeah. to go, you know? I just love the smell of real trees. That's the only reason I prefer them. I do, but you could just get some like Febreze that's
0: pine. <laughs> I'm all about the foam. I've, <laughs> I've already bought my, um another version of another candle that you bought me for my birthday. Oh
1: my God, have you loved Oh my God,
0: I love it so much. My flat smells incredible. Oh, so good. Um, Black Friday yeah. sales.
1: Oh, I'm so ready for Black Friday sales. I've, got, I've been checking on things that I think I want or that I might buy as gifts. And I'm like, okay, they're full price now. Let's wait and see.
0: <laughs> and the
1: Monica Veneda Black Friday sale, can I just say,
0: absolutely brilliant. Every day they have new, they refresh what's on a 50% discount and everything at the moment is 25%. But like it, there might be one thing that you're really desperate for and it will go into the 50%. Oh
1: my God. It also means that when like you game. see something you want, when it's 50% and you're like, I'm being an hour ring, actually you should just get it, get it. Because it might not be 50% the next day. A hundred percent. It won't be every day. It's different things. Very clever. Do you know what I saw? Candy kittens um, are doing um, a thing where you can donate the discount. So you can you could just buy candy kittens for like a fiver less. That is so nice. Or you could still pay full price and that fiver will go to um, their charity. And you're just a bit of a Scrooge if you don't do that then, yeah. are Yeah, I'm absolutely loving the guilt trip that they've put on people. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. Speaking
0: of advent calendars and candy kittens, I have the candy kitten advent calendar this year. No I'm way, no excited. way.
1: What flavour are the... Oh, you haven't opened them. Before. I think they're all <laughs>
0: mixtures of all their flavours. I'm, more... I'm so excited. That's I keep getting fun. targeted ads for them. Because each and day you're like, just... flavour? Yeah, and I love candy kittens so much yeah that's sour water and they're the vegan best. as well so then they haven't got any of that crap in them of gelatin
1: nope no pig in they're them. basically healthy they're, it's basically <laughs> one of your five a day <laughs> that's what i'm
0: telling myself <laughs> anyways we have been well off topic topic here but i feel after this conversation after all of these reads i am festive af.
1: are you jessica I am. After this, I'm going to go and make a hot chocolate, and I'm going to read. Baby, it's cold outside. Because you oh have God, sold it to in me. in your velvetizer, in the velvetizer, guys. Okay, oh one God, last so recos. <laughs> if you haven't got the Hotel Chocolat velvetizer, do it. I mean, it's a bit of a money-making scam because then you have to keep buying hot chocolate from from Hotel Chocolat. But you shouldn't be mad about it. Worth it's it. It's so nice. Um, yeah, pretty much every day of winter, it's churning each day. And I love it. <laughs> So, and I can confirm that the hot chocolates at your house
0: are far superior. They're so
1: velvy. So good. Um, Recco's galore today. Candy kittens, advent calendars, hotel chocolate, millions of books and audiobooks. Um, we love it. We love it. Everybody enjoy because we have had a all.
0: The theme for this month's Books at Box, is main character moment and includes a hardback copy of The Startup Wife by Tamima and Alan
1: it's also full of goodies my favorite being the socks the same main character moment and i
0: like to strut around the house in them. so if you'd like to win a box this month there are two ways to enter if like me you listen on apple podcasts and subscribe leave a rating and review and use your instagram handle as your
1: nickname on the review or if like me you listen on spotify or anywhere else then follow the podcast on that platform and screenshot and share on your insta tagging at bookrecos we can count your entry that way Entries
0: for the November box close on Monday the 29th of November and will be announced on our Instagram on Wednesday the 1st of December.
1: If you're listening to this at a later date, then don't worry, it's a monthly competition, so still enter and we'll count your entry towards whatever box it is at the time. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.